Joining us for the first time on FT Live, the living legend north of the border, David Schneider, <laughs> joining us right now. David, how you doing, man? What's up? How you guys doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. We're good. Yo, so you got through most of the offseason now, right? I'm sure you're gearing up to get to spring training. Yeah. When did it hit you? What happened over the last you know, six months? Um, to be honest, I don't think it really has just yet. <laughs> I mean, I you know, you see like a, like a lot of highlights still and everything like that of it. But like, I don't think it'll ever kick in for me personally. I mean, I, I think that's a good thing, though, because like, you know, you, you always dream of it when you're a kid and, you know, making the major leagues. But you never really think it's ever going to happen, even when you're like that close, even in AAA. But I don't think it'll ever kick in for me down the road hopefully it does down the road but right now I'm, it's still i still got to wake up from it you know yeah and you want to keep rolling right so yeah. how do you take what happened then you know with the call up and the instant success and keep that going into this coming season for toronto obviously you know the jays have made some moves but not a ton and there mm-hmm. looks like there's going to be quite a bit of opportunity unfortunately you don't get to play with otani we can get to that but it looks <laughs> like there's going to be a lot of opportunity for you to be up there for good yeah, I mean, I feel like just learning from last year. I mean, obviously, I started out really well, and then I went over 31. So kind of just learning from, you know, the ups and downs of, you know, being up there. I feel like that's the biggest thing. And knowing what my role is going to be, whatever that role is, like whether it's a bench role, you know, pinch hit here and there, or, you know, a starter. So just like going out there, making sure I'm getting my work in and, you know, kind of taking care of what I can do and then let the rest of the stuff kind of handle itself. You make a good point because when I when I first came up, I played a lot of different positions. Now, my question to you is: Does that does that kind of hinder you a little bit? I remember they were trying to focus me, focusing me on playing different positions as I first came up, and at the same time, looking back, I'm like, damn, I wish I had one position to worry about. Then I can just worry about hitting. Uh, does that play with your mind a little bit? Are you like, you know what? I'm young right now. I'll play wherever. I'm not really worried about that. But you know, hindsight 2020, I feel like you kind of wish you did have that one position to fill and, and, and go, go on forward from here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm definitely more comfortable at second and like in the infield, I grew up at third baseman. So like infield is definitely my home, but I mean, as long as I can, you know, make myself, uh, make my way into the lineup, it, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I can go out there and play left and I'll feel comfortable there, but you know, it is what it is nowadays. Versatility is huge and being utility role. Like a lot of teams are looking for that and, you know, moving from position to position position the position is like this i guess what people want so i mean as long as you know i can just put my work in and you know get comfortable at each spot that day then that's good with me all right mine's kind of like a two-piece question here you and i were blue jay draft picks squandered in the minor leagues forever actually you didn't squander forever you just (laughs) took longer than most people would think but yeah What's the most annoying question that you kept getting the whole like you you were you were an absolute sensation in Toronto. And I feel like sometimes sensations in Toronto, because Blue Jay fans are probably gonna rip me for this, they don't necessarily know the game super well. But what's the most annoying question that they just kept asking you? Like, you know, like something like, Oh, are you related to Schneid, your manager? <laughs> like, what's the most annoying question? I mean, there was a lot. I mean, I can't really, there was, there was a bunch. I mean, even like, even after like just a good game, it's like, how do you feel about, you know, doing this? And like, how do you think I feel? I mean, I feel good. I, I did well, like that, that type of stuff. But like the probably most annoying one was probably the Schneider one. I mean, that was probably at the start. A lot of guys like made that connection because we're both from Jersey and I kind of, I knew him before. 
but you know the whole relation thing and the last name that kind of got a little bit old pretty quick but you know it's just like the standard questions like like how do you feel like you know you're going on this run like what you go to the ballpark every day like what do you feel about the fans and everything like that and that just kind of got old really really quick you're so new to the game you don't even have 200 at bats in the big leagues yet what is it that we don't know about you that you can tell us now? Because this is what the whole show is about. Like, we need to, like, what is it that makes Davis Schneider tick and not just, well, I just tried my best and it was a ball, so I didn't swing at it and I hit a home run. And that was neat. What is it that makes you tick? What is your, what's your shtick? I feel like the biggest thing for me is I know that I'm not the most talented guy or can hit the ball 500 feet like all these guys can in, in the bigs. So like knowing that and knowing what I can do really well, I feel like helps me kind of succeed at, at the highest level because I only can hit a certain pitch or kind of do damage on a certain pitch. And earlier in my minor league career, I, I try to hit everything. I try to hit the pitcher's pitch and that kind of what got me out and I wasn't able to hit as well as I should have. But then later in my career, I kind of like figured out, okay, you know, focus on what you do well and kind of try to capitalize on that. And I feel like I've done that the past two years, especially in AAA this year. And the ABS helped a lot, helped me now now we're down my zone. A lot of people don't realize that. They asked me why your numbers were high in AAA. I was like, the ABS helped a lot. A lot of people might not say it, but it's definitely true because it narrows down your zone so small. And I'm five foot nine, so the zone is even smaller than what it should have been. But no, having that, it kind of helped me shrink my zone down and just try to not miss that pitch that I usually miss and kind of really focus on that one. And my pitch is down and a little bit inside. And so I try not to hit the high pitch as as much as I uh, can. I try to not swing at those, but I try to narrow down my zone as best as I can each game. And if a guy paints three strikes or on the outside corner, then, you know, you, you tip your cap. Now everybody knows what you like. Uh, that's going to be some Yeah, but like, you know, <laughs> the, 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 you analy- can't do it. Or, hey, listen, or, or he's trying to knows. trick somebody. Or you're trying to trick somebody, which I like. So his little niche, I didn't say it because I want him to answer, but he just made my, my jersey's finest list because he's from where I'm from. Voorhees, Bo- right? You grew up in Voorhees? Yeah, I'm from South Jersey. You're from a little bit north of me. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, was, like- I was committed to Rutgers at a high school. So like, Damn, man. Brutal. I had to stay in state. Hey, hold on yeah. real quick. I got you today. Look at that. So, <laughs> oh, hey, there you so go. You, yeah, little Rutgers, Rutgers love. So you, you, you got drafted out of high school, right? Yeah. Um, Are you home right now or where are you at? No, I, I just got to. I'm in Florida. I mean, it's yeah. snowing in Jersey, so I wanted to kind of get out of Jersey. Yeah, yeah, I, I, come I, down I, here I a little bit earlier. Show you. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. Playing in New Jersey, uh, is there a sense of pride? Is there something, a little chip on your shoulder everywhere you go? Because for me, for some reason, whenever it's – they're like, oh, Jersey, you guys, you know, Jersey strong, whatever it is. Yeah, we play in the snow. We do all that. But you bring that pride with you everywhere you go? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I love being from Jersey. I mean, yeah. I mean, I live 30 minutes, 25 minutes from Trout. So, like, having him and even you too, like, growing up and watching you guys play on TV and knowing that we're from the same state and – you know, it's possible to make it out of there and, you know, do big things. So, I mean, you guys paved the way for a lot of Jersey guys. And, you know, the Jersey has a lot of talent, too. A lot of people don't realize that. It's a small mm-hmm. state, but it's jam-packed with talent. Basketball talent, too. You know, Todd Father was recruited <laughs> by no other than UConn. 
It's hung up. Were you in really? The studio. Yeah, this mm-hmm. ain't about yeah, me, though. This is about Davis. It's all good. <laughs> Just wanted to say, there's some serious hoopers in Jersey, too. There you uh, go. Yeah. Davis, take me through that crazy time period when Shohei Otani was on the Blue Jays, but he wasn't. He was flying to Toronto, but he wasn't. How locked in on that storyline were you? Who were you talking to, you know, among teammates? Was there a group chat going on being like, what? This is fake? Yeah, I mean, I don't have Twitter anymore. So, like, I, I don't have Twitter, so I can't really see, you know, all the tweets that, that are going out. But all my friends that are, you know, following me and are Blue Jays fans now, they've been sending me all these updates. Like, oh, my gosh, you guys are going to get Otani. Like, you guys are going to be best friends. Like, this is awesome. And then I was like, it's not official yet because you hear just hear things and you, you watch stuff on TV that says, you know, he's still deciding on the Dodgers. And, you know, rumors are rumors for a reason. You don't really know until it happens. But it was cool for a second to where, like, that tweet where it came out that he was on a flight to Toronto, that kind of got everyone excited and, you know, made was probably like, oh, it's going to happen. But obviously that was fake and everything like that. But it would have been pretty sick to, uh, you know, share the field with him. But, you know, you get to play against them now. And, I mean, that's just as cool in my opinion. Did you see the part with, who was it, Kikuchi was having, um, like, a sushi restaurant rented out or some big oh yeah was that true i don't remember what ended up happening from that kikuchi i think spoke or tweeted about it or something kratz do you remember what ended up happening on i think the it was true i think he had it was yeah true. But it wasn't his name you know his name wasn't on the on the uh where was it shohei was supposed to be going or yamamoto was supposed to be going to a football game uh, or okay. something oh no that was different no no, no. this yeah. was in toronto someone said and this is where all the bs starts coming out like right. someone was like oh kikuchi's renting out a restaurant and it was his it wife's up, birthday i think yeah is that what it was or yeah. it might have just been where kikuchi it wasn't him and the restaurant was being rented out by okay. someone else obviously if i look down at our chat with our million fans someone's going to tell oh, me oh they said something the, the guy from um Oh, that show. Whatever. Oh, well, that was the Shark Tank guy. Oh, yeah, that was being Tank on the guy. plane. Yeah, Robert Hershevek ended up being on the plane and not Shohei Otani. Um, Kevin Kiermeyer's back. Is that a guy that made an impact for you? And if if so, also just adding on, who else were you know really helpful for you and that you became tight with right from the jump when you joined the bigs? Yeah, KK was huge. I mean, he was that guy. He was a veteran guy, and he kind of put me under his wing, and a lot of guys did. Like, like Wit was a big one. When I first landed in Boston for my debut, Wit was the first guy to text me and tell me to come to the room and hang out with the guys and kind of meet everyone. Because I met everyone in kind of in spring training, but I wasn't at big league spring training last year. So I didn't really get a chance to like meet everyone on like a day-to-day basis and kind of like, you know, shake hands with everyone. It was, you just play against them when you get called up for the big league games. But um, yeah, Wit was that first guy to text me. And, you know, we're still friends now. We still play golf when we can. I was at his uh, golf outing uh, a couple months ago. So that was cool to, you know, um, share that with him. But all the guys, KK, Wit, Bassett, Gosman, all these veteran guys kind of you made me feel like I was part of the team as soon as I got there. And, you know, you hear things to where rookies, you know, they're when they get there, they're not as part of the team. And you kind of get like a little blackballed. But they treated me like I was part of their, the team the whole year, which was great. That made me feel relaxed, confident, and made me want to go to the ballpark every day and not feel nervous around these guys. And they treated me like I was one of them the whole year. So that was a great team to be around. And, you know, all those guys are coming back. Obviously, losing Wit, Belt, um, Chapman obviously didn't sign yet. But, you know, it is what it is. But those guys were great last year. So it was a good team to be around. How'd you do in Wit's tournament? 
Oh, I played like ass. It was I was so bad. <laughs> it, it was terrible. I wish I wish I did a little bit better because handicap wise, I was like probably at the lowest, and I could have won. I could have won at least something if I played relatively well, but I was terrible. That's yeah. That's it, it's a tough tournament. They were bringing out the best. It wasn't. I know. It yeah. wasn't just a. It wasn't just a. Hey, you want to come and come and play golf kind of thing? But that's yeah. That was a big big league tournament. No, yeah, Clippard, Clippard was the group behind us, and every time I look back, he was about five feet from the pin every single time. He was driving in every single fairway, and he was probably the best one there. He he won the net one. Witt won the gross, but um, there were some good golfers there. Will Myers was pretty good. Eflin was was a stick. Um, Jackie Bradley, he was he could swing it. Like there was a lot of good guys there. Wait. I, that's I have to ask. So you're the first guest that has come on since his tournament, and we didn't give Wit a hard time because we were talking about his free agency stuff when he came on. But isn't that a little shady, McGrady? Yeah, it's a little because he he's good. I thought he he would have put a little bit better like a better handicap for him. But yeah, yeah it was kind of fishy that he <laughs> won his own little thing. Everyone was making fun of him for it. Good, good. But, I'm glad. I'm glad. That's that's what it's about. That's what it's about. You yeah. need to make sure you're making fun of those guys for that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, he knows it too. He, he, going into it, he was like, "Imagine if I win this thing, hosting it." Oh. Ironically, oh, enough, he won Jesus. it. So he even it's, set himself up for that. That's yeah, that's he, brutal. He, he did play well. He did play well. So you got to give him at least some credit for it. But okay. he could have played. He could have had a better or a better handicap than he actually put down. So yeah, that's definitely what happened. It's like that guy that came in with a fifty-eight in the group on the Instagram. You seen that look? Oh, and every, yeah. everybody was screaming, you got to be kidding me. The guy didn't look like he can even hit a golf ball, but whatever. That's <laughs> Hey, you win at your own tournament. There's some shady business going on there. You know, we'll have to talk to him down the road. Um, yeah. Anyway, I want, I want to get, I want to get to know your routine a little bit. I always ask this question. Give me, give me a day in the life. You go to the ballpark or, or give me your off season routine. How about that? Let me just talk about that. What you do every day to get prepared. We're in the meat of things right now. You should be getting after it. Um, tell me about your routine. Yeah, so I'll tell you when I'm home in Jersey because I just got down here. So, um, gotcha. Pork yeah, roll, egg, and cheese I, in the morning. I, I still live in my parents. I live in my parents' basement, <laughs> like with my dog. So, like, it's nothing too crazy. But um, I wake up around like nine thirty. Um, I don't really eat breakfast. I go to the gym. I work out, and then I hit for about like an hour and a half. Um, do some throwing. It's hard to throw outside just because it's freezing. So I kind of do my throwing inside, do my arm, arm, arm program. So I get done around like two, two thirty, then go back, eat, and then basically just hang out. And that's that's really it. It's kind of a boring life, but I like it because it's a good routine to have. I like getting up. I like working out. I like you know, getting get my baseball stuff stuff in. And um, it's a, definitely a boring life when it comes to the off season. But during the season, I like to get to the ballpark pretty early because as a rookie last year get everything in before all the other guys there because i didn't want to step on those guys toes you know they've been there and obviously they didn't really care but for me personally i kind of wanted to get all my stuff in before then just because you know they deserve the respect because they've been there and you know no they doubt. they no shouldn't doubt. be bothered when they when they go but they didn't care obviously so not saying they did but it was just one of those things where i wanted to get my work in before them so they they could they uh could get their work in but gets the ballpark around like one um do my cold tub sauna to get everything settled in before that and then i'll do my uh um my hitting routine in the cages before i go out and do early work on defense every day we had early work for defense they they um they were great about it so i, I like to get my hand routine and everything like that for my infield 
outfield wise, it was tough because I didn't really play that much left last year, so we didn't really do much when it came to outfield stuff. Obviously, I took fly balls and everything like that, but outfield wise, it wasn't as much as I did infield wise, and so did that around three thirty, and then whenever the team stuff happened, I jumped in with them, and then kind of did everything when it came to that. But routine, I like to have a uh, routine to where I can get it my stuff in early. Make sure I do get it in because if I procrastinate, then I'm I know I'm not going to want to do it or you know uh, get too lazy. But I like to get it in early and then kind of let the team stuff happen later. Give me give me two. I'm not going to say one. Give me two foods that you miss when you go to Toronto from Jersey. I'm I'm on this Jersey kick right now. Two foods that you are like, man, I can't live without. For I'm a month away from home. What am I gonna? I need something when I get back home. What are the two foods? I mean. Obviously, pizza, right? I mean, that's yeah, like the number course. one. Jersey pizza, it's it's the go-to. I mean, there was that I forget what the place, Delucia's Pizza up in Somerset. Okay, we did. We had that in Double A. That was my first time, and it was the best pizza I ever had. So, Jersey pizza is definitely top-notch. I wish that I had it had better pizza wherever we went, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not the case. And probably just like a good a good burger. I mean, there's good burgers everywhere, but there's a place near my house that has a really good burger that I like a lot. So if I could bring that wherever I go, that would have been okay. That would have been that would have been ideal. But you know, can't have everything. No, understand. What about a bagel? What about a Jersey bagel? Like, yeah, I'm a big I'm a I like bagels, but it's not my it's not my favorite. Like I'll have it, and I think Jersey bagels are a little little bit overrated. Whoa, yeah, hot take. Todd is, Todd oh is hurting right now. Todd, uh, Todd uh, loves the pie. Wow. Todd loves the pie. So, you, it, so there's certain part. Like, listen, you can go to like a Manhattan bagel and have that bagel. It's okay. But, he, mm-hmm. he, I mean, you got to go to that, that hole-in-the-wall place that nobody goes yeah. to where they bake them fresh. I, I got I get That's you. That's true. That's true. I understand. Now, do you – when you eat pork roll? Yes. All right. I, it, is have it, pork, on a, it is pork roll. Thank you. That, that, I respect yeah. you even more. <laughs> now, do you put that on a on a sandwich roll, or you put it on a roll, a Kaiser roll, or you do a bagel? You do a roll, no? I do a roll, but I I would have it on a bagel here and there. But sure, obviously, majority roll, just because no it's it's a definitely a better texture than a bagel. I don't know why, but it's definitely a roll more often than not. No All doubt. right, Schneider. All right, my first roommate in pro ball was your manager, John Schneider. Okay. So oh, really? We have, we have. Yep. We. He was he was as swaggy as he is now, as a draft pick out of Delaware. So, here's my question to you about this upcoming season. You didn't go to big league camp last year, so you had no connection. That is crazy for people who are just listening to this show. The fact that you made the the big leagues, you made an impact in the big leagues, and didn't make it to big league camp as an invite. I'm sure you got you know called over every once in a while to fill in and get your $45, whatever they pay you now. But has Schneids talked to you? Has John talked to you about what your role's going to be? And do you think you can play 160 games? Because you've never played more than 113 in one season. Yeah, I mean, me and Schneids obviously had – we had a end-of-the-meeting talk with me and a bunch of other coaches too just to, like, you know, overview my year and what I did right and what I did wrong and what work on and stuff like that. But – we kind of had a talk before that or after that too about what the season entails. And he says, you know, the off season's not over yet. There's still a lot of guys we're going to sign and all that stuff. And he just said, come to spring training, you know, work your ass off, you know, nothing's entitled to you, you know, just try to win a job somewhere and, you know, just do what 
you do best on the field and let us handle the rest because you can't handle that anyway so don't even think about it just go out there try to perform to your best of your ability and then just go from there and so i, I mean there's only so much you can say too i mean as a manager it's like you have to you have to say that to a guy like me too because you can't tell him you know you have a starting job and then him get complacent and stuff like that so like i definitely get that and um um yeah so that i mean talk wise it was kind of like just like that it wasn't anything crazy all right now i gotta say one last one name and i don't know what kind of connection you have with them with the jays what does dennis holmberg mean when you bring that name up in your blue jays development um i would call him the goat he's definitely the goat I mean, he, he just loves baseball, too. Has these all these witty sayings. I mean, you probably know about him, too. So, like, he just loves baseball, loves being out there, loves the grind. I mean, he is – he's getting up there in age, but he loves what he does. And you just got to – you got to love that as a player. He's still out there, still – you never see him down or sad or anything like that. And him just having that energy around you builds you up as a player, and you're going to want to go out there and play for him and play hard, even harder, you know? Dennis Holmberg is the rookie – He's, I mean, you went to extended what, three times? Did you go extended twice or three times? Um, twice, twice. Twice. Yeah. So he yeah. usually runs extended. He ran extended back in 2003 and 2004 when I went as a college senior. At least you went as a high school senior. I went yeah. as a college senior, grinder. <laughs> but Dennis Holmberg is a baseball fixture, but also a Blue Jay fixture. I think he spent over yeah. 50 years in the game. And mm -hmm. not many people know who Holmberg is. He he believes in aliens, and <laughs> his quirky sayings are probably still the same ones from 20 years ago when I was in the bush. Yeah, yeah. He, he repeats the sayings, too, each year, which is funny. But, you know, you still get a kick out of him every time he says them. Davis, I'm going to mix in. we got, like, two more minutes. A few fan mm -hmm. questions, so a few quick hitters. Here's one from Zach. Favorite players growing up? Um, obviously it's biased. I mean, Trout was my, definitely my favorite guy growing up. I mean, I was 12 when it, when he was playing. So, but he was, I would, whenever he was on the TV, I tuned in and it was just cool to see him, the Jersey guy, just kind of do his thing. And this might be controversial, but Bonds, I think Bonds is, I wish I was like 10 or 12 when he was in his prime. I was three when he was, you know, early 2000. So I wasn't like fully aware of what he was doing, but I wish I, he was definitely, I watch his highlights all the time. Like he's the greatest hitter, in my opinion, of all time. And he was just awesome. So Bonds and Trout were the two guys I kind of still watch highlights of just to kind of make sure what their swing's doing. <laughs> yeah, Bonds was a video game to watch. It was, yeah, it was exactly. not controversial. Yeah, no controversy yeah. there. He was unbelievable to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Reagan wants to know if you're using the same glove, the famous glove. I am, yeah. I just got to relace it. <laughs> the laces broke. So I think the laces was still on from the 80s. So I guess got a relace, but you know, it still looks exactly the same. The leather's the same and everything, but it's definitely going to be out there still. Love that. All right, a little hard hitting from Andrew. You got a lot of super fans here, so Andrew's got two difference between AAA hitting coach approach compared to the bigs, and also is there anything you're working on for the high and inside strike to try and you know beat that, or like you mentioned earlier, just avoid pitches like that that might be a little bit too inside. Yeah, I mean. So 
fortunately now this year our hitting coach is up in the big leagues this year. He's one of the assistants. So having him up there is going to be big, not just for me, but for the whole team because he knows a lot. But, um, you know, AAA, it's, it's more hands-on just because, you know, you're trying to get to the big leagues. So, like, they're going to try to help you no matter what. But, like, big leagues is a little bit more hands-offish. Obviously, if you want work, they're going to help you wherever they can, but they're not going to be that guy to, you know, kind of push stuff onto you. But, you know, in the minor leagues, they're going to – that's their job. Their job is to kind of, like, help you try to get to the big leagues, and, you know, they're going to be a little bit more hands-on. But um, – and what was the other question again? High inside strike or just, oh. I guess, any strengths and weaknesses that, that – can you work on those per se or just kind of, like, looking at pitches and, you know – Yeah, I'm going to try to not swing at those. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, me and my buddy True. were just talking about how Trout, he's like a 7% at the top of the zone. So he like never swings at it. And that's his kryptonite too. So like he's doing it for a reason why he's not swinging at it. And, you know, the chances of pitchers locating three top of the zone fastballs are pretty slim. Obviously, they're, they're capable of doing it. But try not to give in to the pitcher's pitches. I mean, especially with less than two strikes. Two strikes, obviously, you got a battle, different approach. But – Make sure you're trying to hunt in your pitch no matter what. And my pitch is low and kind of middle. So, Yeah, I love that. And great questions from fans. All right, last one from me, and then we'll let you jump. So, Because we didn't get to this. I mean, obviously, the team played pretty well during the regular season. And then the big disappointment in the playoffs, you had Burrios getting removed early. There was a lot of attention to that. We've spoken to a lot of players about that. And the offense just didn't show up in that short series. So what were your thoughts on that series overall? I know a lot of guys were pissed for a variety of reasons. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play those two games, but, uh, you know, watching it from the the dugout, it was that playoff, that playoff atmosphere is actually crazy. You know, you see it on TV and everything, but, you know, it's it's nothing like it. But, um, you know, like you said, we didn't score any runs. So having zero runs, you can't win any baseball games while not scoring any runs. So, like, on that aspect, we, we should have done better. But, you know, in hindsight, yeah, you should you, – you know, it, it's tough that you don't pull a guy when he's doing that well. And, you know, Kikuchi only gave up one run, so it's not like he gave up six or anything like that. So Kikuchi did a really good job. And obviously Barrios was rolling, but, you know, in, in the heat of the moment, sometimes you just got to, you know, change your plans sometimes, whether that was premeditated or not. But, you know, as a player, you, you want to be out there and have the ball. So I get where Barrios, he was, he was mad for sure. And, um, but in hindsight, we didn't score any runs. So, like, you can't win a baseball game if you don't have any run support. Yeah, facts. Exactly. And I'm sure Barrios will bring that into this season, too, and have a good year. But um, hope the same to you, dude. Keep crushing it this offseason. Thank you. We'll see you in Appreciate spring training. It. Great to have you on, man. Great combo. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Let's get to our BetMGM World Series odds for today's team. You ready? You know who it is? Mm, Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays are currently plus 1600 to win the world series if you went on the bet mgm app right now at the start of the season they were plus 1200 mm-hmm. one of the top teams up there by mid-season when they were kind of mid they were plus 2500 heading into the playoffs they were plus 2000 so to me this is a team where odds makers always have to be a little bit careful because they're a sexy pick they underperform, but I don't think anyone would be surprised if it all came together because they do have a lot of players that should be in their prime right now, centered around, of course, Flatty Jr. and Bo Bichette. And also, I looked back. I mean, 
they had their issues at the back end of their rotation, like really in the five spot since Manoa didn't pitch well. So that kind of pushed everyone back, but they had four starters who made all of their starts and were really freaking good. You say Kikuchi bounced back. Chris Bassett was Chris Bassett. Jose yep. Barrios was solid. I mean, he's kind of inconsistent at times, but the numbers at the end of the season are there. He'll be brilliant. And then, you know, he'll have his hiccups and Kevin Gossman's a Cy Young candidate. So Sometimes you look at them, Kratz, and you're like, what's not to like? But it just doesn't come together for them. They've got they've switched coaching staffs. Like th- that hasn't done it either. So I'm not really sure what to look at at this point. I did wish that they were more aggressive this deadline, and maybe they will be, but I mean they, they certainly have the team already talent-wise to win a World Series. There's no other team that I look at from their core, like like their issue last year was their hitting. Their hitting was was what held them back. They scored zero runs or one run in the playoffs in their, you know, quick exit. All that's being overshadowed by the fact that they took out Jose Barrios in whatever inning it was, the fourth inning. Took him out too early. That's all overshadowed. They didn't hit. And there's no other team that has a core group of players. When I say core, I just mean Vladdy and I mean Bo. And they need to rake. Those dudes are there. Yes, Springer's going to have to rake. Yes, Dalton Varsho is going to have to pick things up. They have the pieces already. They have the pieces, and they haven't done well. To me, it's not the manager's fault. To me, it's not the hitting coach's fault. To me, it is the opportunity for the Blue Jays to win is right now. And I don't know that if you add a Cody Bellinger, I don't know that that changes. These dudes need to look at themselves, and Vladdy, to me, is the number one culprit here. He needs to be the guy that everybody thought should have been the MVP, but there was a guy named Shohei who they missed out on that they didn't get that won it. Vladdy has the opportunity to carry this team, and if he does, I love that plus 1,600 because this starting rotation will be an absolute headache in the playoffs. Do you guys oh there it is. Oh nice. we do we have a, a that's nine. price for that bad boy? Do we know what that's worth? I think that's three sign, to five. Right? I think three to five. Fifteen out of twenty five here from Ooh. what a man Jesse was saying. So three to five hundred or three to five grand? Mm, no. Hundred. Three to five hundo. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. yeah, he need how about a little accountability? I don't know, Kratzy. I, I mean <laughs> Just somebody stepping up and saying, you know what? There's nothing. There's enough. They do. You're right. They have. When we, I forget who was on the show. They asked, you know, who has the a great starting five or starting four pitchers? Seattle was the only one that came. They are right behind them. Like, they're right there. Are they going to blow you away? No, but they're consistent. And they eat up innings for you as well. So where's the accountability? I'm always looking for accountability. Who's going to step up? Who's going to be the leader there? Um yeah. You know, yeah. it's one maybe we should ask Davis that question. Who's the leader on the team? That's one that maybe we got away with, but we don't know. And it's one of those things that to to me it's Vladdy. I mean, you I don't know if you agree with me or not, but this is he can step he's that type of player. I don't know if you're played with these kind of guys that they go into certain environments and they shine. Like Vladdy comes into Yankee Stadium, and, you know, he made his comments about, I'll never sign with the Yankees. Okay, whatever. You will if they give you the money. But he comes into the stadium, and he bangs. He rakes. He rakes a really good pitching staff. 
and you're sitting there like he's banging, he's banging dingers all over the place in Yankee Stadium against Cole. So he shines in those bright lights. And to me, I need to see that out of him. Is it a lot to ask a guy to have MVP caliber season? Yes, it's a lot to ask. And other guys need to step up. But to me, he will raise the tide for everybody. And, and there'll be less pressure on a guy like Dalton Varsho to do, to do too much at the plate. Like he puts together good at-bats and base runs. Bo had a good season last year. To me, it hinges on Vladdy. And they moved him to first base so that he can focus on hitting dingers and just absolutely hitting rockets all over the ballpark. And so they go, they go by him. This isn't an all-world excuse, but an undercovered story is how Toronto renovated its ballpark and became one of the top pitchers' parks in baseball this past season. No, you're not buying any of that. I mean, look at all the home run totals for these dudes last year. They no. It was a tough park to hit homers in suddenly. I what, mean, what what happened? Was it? No. Vla- they, it just they brought in was, fences a little bit. It's because they yeah. didn't hit homers. Yeah, that Vladdy didn't have a, what, a homer at home? R- road or, teams too, though, dude. I'm telling yeah. you, the power in general staff. in Toronto wasn't there. You're saying because yeah, the pitching staff and because their hitters underperformed, that's it? Yes. 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 Nothing. <laughs> the fences got lowered and moved in. Yeah. Yes. Vladdy just was not Vladdy in the first couple. Remember, he – he didn't hit a homer at home for a while, if I if I wasn't mistaken. He right? didn't. Right. right. That's what I'm saying. Like People said the wind months. patterns change, which is a thing. You guys know that's a thing. That that happened in San Diego, too. No. All, all, thing, you guys don't believe in science? What is this? Only thing that's a thing at is in San Francisco with the um, – No. That – what do you call it? Marine? Marine layer. Yeah, marine layer when it's blown yeah. in. Texas. Texas, it happened, too. Texas, they glassed up the uh, – uh, the the sweets that were behind home plate, and the ball didn't go as far. Like they did an actual no. science science a, on that. What do you got to Kembe? It's a, it's a graveyard. That's why I I played the first games there. I hit the first homer there no, in no. a scrimmage, and guess what? It this still doesn't count. But anyway, I, I meant I meant the yeah. old I meant the old stadium. <laughs> no, come on, uh, the old the stadium old was a band box too. Yeah. But the home runs started to go down when they put the glass. And the only reason I know that is Chris Young, the now GM of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers, mm-hmm. was know. looking to go there. And when they were – as he was a free agent, when he was still playing, and they said, hey, we want you to come here. Here are our numbers. And he showed me what the numbers were because he needed to pitch in a, in a big ballpark like yeah, Kansas City because he gave up a lot of fly balls. And they mm-hmm. became dingers in like – Cincinnati or something like that but he they told him they showed him when we glassed up or when we blocked off the suite level a lot of those home runs stopped traveling like they did in the early years of the ballpark in Arlington then why don't you believe it about Toronto because they carved out the batter's eye and some of the seats up top everything changed there with the complexion of the outfield and that's I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't believe it but it's a smaller park for sure it is I would need to see two years of it at least because, but it's still the same structure. There's no wind coming from, I don't know how it would change coming from the roof. I know when the roof's open and the roof's closed, R.A. Dickey would be like, no, 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 no. We got to have it closed. Like, I don't want this, you know, I don't want this open when I'm pitching. So there is changes, but I don't know about it changing because the roof's closed a lot there. So how does the wind change 
based on them moving the fences in and out. I would need to see more. I would. I need to see more than one season. To me, if only we had a Blue Jays player on our show. Damn, we just had David Snyder. Uh, not a home Somebody run behind the scenes, though. So, yeah, I know he didn't play there. You know, he didn't, hasn't logged out. Yeah, eight minutes. With Merrifield's on with us, I mean, we got somebody behind the scenes. Please write this down so that we don't forget. Because you see it. Because you see it's it. A good in BP. combo with Wit. Yeah, no doubt. You see it in BP. Yeah, you and players talk about this, so I'd be yeah. curious to get their take there too. So, oh. all right, let's run through the promo. Um, that we have, we have a couple things to show you. So first off, the bonus code foul right now. It's get five and or bet five, get one fifty eight when you place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the app of at least five bucks. You'll receive one hundred fifty eight dollars instantly in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Got to use the bonus code foul f o u l. Gambling problem or concern? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Now we also have. A special ad from our friends at BetMGM. It's more like a little promo video. It's got a famous former 1995 18th round pick of the Montreal Expos. And if you don't know who that is, you are about to find out. Tom Brady. <laughs> you Join it? us for the big game for, I'm sorry, can we hold just for a second? Tom, do you mind being an angel and sliding over just the thing? And one more big step right there and perfect. Join us for the big game for a BetMGM commercial. This feels personal. I love the memories we're making. <laughs> That's like a very Vince Vaughn move. I don't know which, probably multiple movies, but you know, he's got that, that style to him. I'm trying to think. Like I need to see more little... Vince Vaughn movies. He hasn't had one uh, in a minute. Yeah, and I need man. to see. He's my yeah. kind of comedy. It's are that dry are, are slapstick still humor. On, uh, still on strike or what? No, no, that stuff's over. And, and I know my, my nephew's a little superstar actor now. Um, but oh, give him a shout! Man. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's a stud. Um, he is. He is by far the most talented human in the our family's Foley history. Culkin? Who is it? Uh, basically, yeah. Uh, we can spend five minutes on that, but Booney's getting checked in right now. Oh, you're Booney, right. So, and bad. also, I I do have one more thing I want to run through um, to make sure we get some housekeeping done here because. You can win your way to Borgata for the Winter Poker Open. And they're nearing the end of the series on the property if you're a poker player. Um, the whole run here ends on the 27th of January. There's a couple live stream final tables that you can catch the action at if you're at home. Um, and also, aside from the live, uh, you can look out for the online trophy tournaments. That starts actually on the 28th on BetMGM Poker Online in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. And I will say this again. We will be there, AJ and myself, next week. On Wednesday, AJ and me will do the show from a nice little conference room setup because just two of us. We're not doing the whole shebang like we do sometimes during the season. But AJ and me will do the show there. And then I will take AJ over to the world-famous poker room there in Borgata. And we're going to enter that that big finish tournament. So we'll let everyone know how, how it goes. And there's other pretty cool plans in the baseball world underway with the poker world kind of combining the two. So stay tuned on that front. <laughs> 